Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. And this week we have two amazing guests on and we're super fucking excited. And we're just going to get into it because this episode's going to be wild, crazy, insane. So we have Adam and Pedro on. So do you guys want to introduce yourself to the Thanks for Your Concern squad? What up? Thanks for your concern, squad. <laughs> what up? Oh, God. <laughs> she hates me already. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm Pedro Perez. I used to do stand-up in the way back when times. And then I also have a uh, podcast coming out called The Average Savage Podcast. So Love that. Love that. Look out for that. Dude, you came out so hot and then all your energy went away there. I know. I like ran out of words and energy. And I was just like, you just uh, get yourself too excited and then yeah. stop. I blew my load too fast. God damn it. It's perfect for this episode. <laughs> At least what I saw of the questions ahead of time. Uh, Adam Tiller, comedian, uh, podcaster. I do a cartoon too if you want to see my stuff. For the podcast, it's on Instagram at FNF Pod. Podcast name is Fatim and Friends. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we were on an episode of Fatim and Friends. So if you don't have enough thanks for your concern content for this week, go check out that episode. Yeah. Or if you just like Adam. That yeah. works too. Hopefully you'll fall in love. <laughs> all right. This week we're doing Unfiltered Men Tell All this week. If you guys don't know, is The Bachelorette Women Tell All. And we know that's going to be fucking juicy. And we thought let's do our own thanks for your concern version. Absolutely. So we have Adam and Pedro on here to answer listener questions and questions that we had. We're going to put them on the fucking spot. And <laughs> I'm really curious on what these men are going to have to say about our questions. Can I ask a question before the question? Sure. I guess. Okay. So I know Pedro and I both have day jobs still. So how honest do you expect us to be? <laughs> you can plead That's the fifth okay. if you're soft. But All right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Or flaccid, whatever the right <laughs> word is. We have day jobs too. We have day yeah. jobs. You know, answer if you want to. So we're starting off with relationship questions. I wanted to ask your beliefs on fuckboy behavior in situationships. What's a situationship? I would say it's like a relationship, but without being in a relationship. But it's someone that you constantly see, maybe have sex with, and you're not calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend. You haven't met her parents. You know. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, situationship. It's like it's not a relationship, but you guys are like in a situation, you right. know? Mm -hmm. So what constitutes fuckboy behavior? Because I'm new to this. So what's like, what is it? It could be anything from ghosting a girl and then hitting her up at like 2 a.m. Just being like a fuck boy. Like you're fucking around being an asshole, doing douchebag shit to women. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. I would constitute that as like cheating as fuck boy behavior. Scheming. You know, um, blacking out and peeing in their bed. That's fuck boy <laughs> behavior. Yeah, like yeah. there's lots of it, you know. Hitting yeah. on her friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm guilty of all of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're going through the list. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I didn't do that I, one. I don't but, remember oh. what the question is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, why do you do it then? Is it like, conscious? who hurts you, you know? This is just my experience. Like, throughout my 20s, I had a, like, shit I was working through. And, like, until I got into therapy, I was, I, I was repeating a lot of behavior that I didn't understand. And I got there, and I, it was sort of a... Um, like a common denominator thing where I got to the therapist and like, I feel like I'm always at the center of all these problems. And she looks at me and I'm like, yep. And, and so I'm not saying like I have everything locked down or like figured out now, but I at least can be aware of the behavior and try to like not do it. And I think 
a lot of dudes are like that where like I don't think most people are shitty people, but like they do things because things were done to them and they mm-hmm. it's a reaction type. I mean, I like to think there are still just some terrible people out there. I agree. I love that you said going to therapy because sometimes I'm literally like, you need to go to therapy and people take it as an insult, but I'm just like, you're blowing up your life and I just don't understand what you think your actions are going to lead to anything Mm -hmm. but destruction. So like you need to see someone about that. It's like having a map for your life at times. Like without that, like you just, you're blind to it. Like you don't, you kind of know something like if you're really honest with yourself, you have those moments where you're like, oh, I keep fucking things up. But a therapist, a good therapist can help you. I don't envy mine. She's sure. <laughs> <laughs> got a big, a full plate. <laughs> I would say in every case that I have been a fuck boy, it was because not like I was aware of it at the time, because if I was aware of it at the time, I wouldn't have done it. Right. But there's like. Yeah, there's just like moments where I'm just like not considering the other person's feelings or not consi- like I'm not thinking about that. Like I'm just in my head going through my shit. That's when that's when I did it. I'm not a fuck boy anymore. I'm just saying. <laughs> Get so- out of it. Social media doesn't help either. Like no, the tools that you have it takes the uh, human element out of stuff sometimes. So like when you're on a dating app or like on Instagram or whatever, like some people say shit to someone on those message like they wouldn't do those same things to somebody's face i don't know if that's like modern thing that's happening or no i definitely understand (laughs) what you're saying like i think that definitely comes off well i mean i don't know sometimes dudes are fucking rude in person when you try to turn them down and then they turn ugly like that is the reality but yeah there's definitely a part of people being online and just being fucks in general and being little bullies because it's like they're not in front of you. Yeah. There's I, no consequence. Yeah. Yep. Like they can come up to you and be like, I want to suck on your titties. <laughs> and no one would ever just <laughs> flat out say that. To, I mean, I, I'm just assuming. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. no. Casually at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somebody different. came up to you and said that, how good looking would they need to be for you to be like, let's go make this happen? It wouldn't matter. You'd have to be like. You would say yes regardless? No. Oh. You'd have to be like, <laughs> like Danny DeVito or Johnny Depp, like someone that's been on my list, you know? Wait. Danny DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was like a new Danny DeVito or something. <laughs> that took a second for me. He would be perfect height for you, though. Uh, probably. I think we're about the same. All right, you guys. Do you guys believe the friend zone exists? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you been put in it? I've observed it, and okay. I may have spent some time in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it sucks because I think like you need a certain level of blindness to like be confident approaching someone of the other sex, especially as a guy. Like the expectation for a lot of girls is you make the approach. And so if you're put in the friend zone, a lot of times it feels like they just want to make me work for it a little. Sometimes they're just like, no, I'm, I just want to be your friend. And I think that pisses off some girls sometimes because they're like, this guy will not stop trying to get with me. But Do you guys put females in friend zones or is that door open if you're attracted to them? <laughs> they both look at each other <laughs> silently. <laughs> if it's happened, I'm, I guess... Yeah. The door is open. <laughs> I think for the most part, people are always trying to date up, you know, like they, they see someone that's like a little out of their league and they're reaching for it. So at least guys, you know, like if there's a really attractive girl, like you're like, oh, maybe this guy yeah. <laughs> work or whatever. I have to have just enough weed to be like, this might work. Yeah. And I think that goes both ways, you know, like it's, 
it always feels like the person that's interested in you is like not the person you're interested in. So sometimes, at least, not familiar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. It it also takes a certain type of girl to pursue a guy, which is cool when it happens. We advocate for it. Me and Bernice are those girls, bro. Go for it. She a shot. Fuck it, why not? But it's so like out of nowhere when it happens, you know, because it just doesn't happen to guys that often. Like, I'm almost not prepared for it. <laughs> like, I feel like someone's fucking with me. Take him by surprise, ladies. Take him by surprise. <laughs> What's a turnoff? I'm going to let Adam go first. Turnoff? There's a lot. I'm not an easy person to date, so I don't, I don't know why you're punting to me right now. <laughs> like, I'm not exactly... A- great example of someone to take dating advice from i don't that's perfect that's why most men are like that that's why yeah. we're having you on the pod yeah. it's like a realistic view yeah i'm like the retired fuck boy love it <laughs> for me personally like i do a lot of writing and like i don't i don't need to be connected to people all the time like i like having um you know i live my life and then having somebody i come home to and talk to i don't need an open dialogue 24 hours a day with the person I'm dating. Like it just turns into what's up? Nothing much. How about you? Just ate a salad. Cool. <laughs> like were there cranberries on the salad? Like, I don't know what the, it's just such mean. And I get it that it's supposed to like, it's bonding and like emotional kind of like, I don't know. It's just boring as shit to me. Like do something. And then when I see you, we're going to have something to talk about. Like it feels needy to me that somebody needs constant reassurance, like validation. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Like yeah. any, my I feel bad sometimes because I am a horrible texter, but I just don't. It's just not how I like to communicate. Like I like to communicate face to face or like over the phone. Like if you're texting me, my friends will like literally be like, "Bitch, I know you saw that text," and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll respond." If you see me and Alice text, they'll be like, "Me, me, 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 me." Ella, like, we'll get to it. Like, I just I'll text her to know that she will read it at some point, and I have put it out there, but I don't expect a reply. I also think it's like annoying. Like, you're living your life. Why are you on your phone? You know. If you're on your phone, you're not living your life. Like, it's it's crazy, and you see people like I'm trying to be more conscious of it. Like, where I'm in a social setting, and I feel like just awkward or whatever. So I'll get on my phone and then everybody around me is on their phone too. And it's like, nobody wants to be on their phone in that environment. Like start a conversation, be like the person to ask somebody else how they're doing. But it's, I don't know. It's weird walking around with a fucking computer in your pocket all the time. Um, turnoffs though. I, <laughs> so for, for me, I would say turnoffs are overly negative people. They just like, they're just like soul suckers, you know, like they're just like <laughs> zapping my life force from me. Squeezing it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, especially like in dating situations though, right? Like it's hard to, cause if I can't talk to you, if I, if we're not connecting on that level and like you're being negative and I'm like, uh, okay, give an well, example. Um, well, I've been on a few dates where like, um, like first dates that never went anywhere where like the conversation like started and it was like from the get-go I knew I, I knew this person and I were like not going to connect and you just got to like go through the motions right and it's and it's always because the person's like too negative and I don't want to be the dickhead that's like well you should you know think about it this way on it I don't know I don't know you and you're gonna think the way you think so <laughs> I'm not gonna you know so it's it hard seem like judgment happens so much faster now dude it's like literally like you know you swipe right swipe left on the apps i'm like in my head looking at the person i'm dating i'm like left uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> no 
It's like I, I, your picture caught me. I liked what you had to say, but now I hear you speak and nope. Mm-mm. You know, I think that's the thing with the apps. You meet them in person and then you get to see if there's an actual like chemistry connection, which is why I hate apps. I think they're kind of dumb. Also, you're putting everyone's like worth based on a picture. But what gravitates you to a person isn't what they look like all the time. You know, it's right. like the feel of who they are. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah, I would say most of the people that have been with long term have not been because of the way they look. It's because like of the way they fuck, you know, it's, not- <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love That's that. Honest. You no. know what? That kind of takes us into our next question. We talk about getting lost in the dick sauce. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of forget your morals and your values because the dick's so bomb. Have you ever <laughs> been like lost in the poutine? You know, like she sucks, but like, yes. Yeah, the beginning of 2020 for a few months. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I was doing like like a polyamory situation for a few months. I was just giving it a giving it a go before COVID hit. <laughs> and uh yeah, there were there was uh a person I got you could say lost in the sauce with. At the same time, I again knew that it wasn't really going to be anything more than this is just sex for now. Like this is just mm-hmm. mutually you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. So, yeah, I got a little lost in the sauce there. I think, like, physically, I would be more lost, like, in that. Like, I've been with some people where it's, like, they're just so, like, good-looking that, like... But I always fuck it up. Like, it's <laughs> it's never... I, I'm just not... Uh, I'm never able to maintain something like that because I'm too, like, honest about shit. And a lot of people that put on that face, like, they're not really truthful with themselves. So like, not to say that all of them that way, but the ones that I fucked were <laughs> and like, I just, and I don't, I don't think I was with somebody just for sex. There were times where it was like maybe an ex where you go back to them and it's like, okay, the sex was really good, but then you hang out with them long enough and you're like, okay, this is why this didn't work yeah. out. I remember the bad sex too. Like, cause <laughs> I'm sober, and one thing I've had sort of recurring is, like, I'll be hanging out with somebody, maybe to dinner they have a couple drinks, and, like, we have a good date, but, like, am I supposed to not hook up with them if they've had a couple drinks and Mm. I'm not? It's like, I'm not manipulating anything or whatever. It's like, I'm not going to tell somebody not to have a glass of wine or whatever, but Mm -hmm. some women, they get pretty tipsy pretty quick, and then they're on top of you. (laughs) I had a, a girl, like, I almost said, bitch sorry like, I, I have this bitch fucking smack me in the face like hard and i was just like like she thought i wanted it rough but like it was just like like bam and i i was done at that point like i i just couldn't i i wasn't i wasn't afraid but like it was it was a lot you know and I just think because she had been drinking, she didn't uh, realize, realize how, how hard, hard she yeah. smacked the shit out of me. So I'm sorry that happened to you. It's, I got laid, so I didn't. I mean, if you ask most guys, like, "Hey, would you take a hit to the face so that you can get laid?" Most dudes would say yes. Most real dudes, right, Pedro? Yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Oh, did you call her back? Yeah, I dated her. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I had, I drank every day for a long period of time. So mm-hmm. like, 
I fucked up. I made dis- bad decisions. So like, anytime yeah. somebody does something stupid drunk, I cannot be the one and be like, "How dare you!" Like yeah. I, I like shit the bed. <laughs> like li- like there were multiple times where it's like, okay, we're getting rid of all of this. Like we can't <laughs> sleep here anymore. <laughs> like it's so. How am I supposed to judge someone that? I get it. Yeah. I- I can definitely relate to that. I we talk about being messy drunks and I can relate. And it's hard it's hard to know when there's a like a line where you're like done with the bullshit. I think that there's a line because sometimes you have compassion, you have understanding, you have been messy in the past too. So you can let something slide, but there's also like a boundary that it's like, all right, you've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. It's not cute anymore. I did actually have to like kind of end things recently that like they they had a substance like thing going on and I'm not going to label whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Like it is whatever they're doing. But like when they repeatedly kept lying to me about it, like I would like get chewed out all of a sudden, like I'd be talking to them on the phone and be like, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) And I'd be like, I just asked you how your day was, you know, like, like how dare you? And you're like, Whoa, like I've been talking to you for like 15 minutes. I didn't realize you bliss like yeah. you are fucked up right now and you know the next morning I called them on it, it there was denial and all this stuff and then eventually admitted what it was I was like look I I again shit the bed like I don't I don't I'm not judging you for it. I just like if I ask you if this happened you got to be honest with me about yeah. it and yeah. that's where the line is for me good Damn. sex though besides that one time I got smacked the shit out of that was a lot <laughs> All right, you guys, last relationship question. Do you have, like, what's your post-breakup routine? Do you have, are you self-destructive? You're productive? What's your, what do you do? I'm always uh, self-destructive for, like, (laughs) a period of time, and then I have to, like, snap out of it and, like, get back to, like, good habits and shit like that. So, yeah, I I go, I get super bummed out for a while. Yeah, it kind of depends on if you're the one that ends it or the person (laughs) is, you know? Like, sometimes it's nice, you know? Like, you're like, whoa. Like, no more of that shit. Like, I'm going to read a book, maybe a bubble bath. I don't know. Like, it's, it's like sometimes you're like, it. it's a weight off your chest. But then other times, I mean, I think when there's rejection stuff, like, especially if you had strong feelings for that person, there's this, like, deny, like, it's still going to work. Oh, you know, dude, like, yeah. you're going through all those phases. But once you've done it 20, 30 times, it's, it's sort of like, yeah, you just move along. 20, 30 times? How many serious relationships have you been in? I mean, I, I wouldn't say, like, all have been serious, but, like, maybe, like, 10, mm. I would say, in 15 years or whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah. Which isn't that crazy. It's a one a year, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that crazy. I just don't feel like that, to be completely honest. Like, I've, I've had two I, serious yeah. relationships. I think in the past I haven't because I've always been rejected. But now that I'm like in a serious relationship, I'm like, if we break up, I never want to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it, lot of work. It hurts. And yeah. Then when you like get into the whole like, should we start living together and, and all that stuff? Like, fuck that. <laughs> I, I will live alone until like that ring is on there or well, I, that's like, literally, I have so many friends that live with their boyfriends that I'm like, you're making a mistake. Playing yourself. And people are like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, I'm literally not moving in with someone until like I have a ring. And people think that like that's shallow. And I'm like, no, no, no. Until he's like ready to say forever. If he has any fucking hesitation or I have hesitation to say yes to getting married, I don't fucking, I'll keep your own shit. I keep my own fucking shit. 
Yeah, it's like, do you want to become very good at like subleasing? Because like that's what it's gonna end up. It's like I almost moved in with this girl. Like when I was twenty three, I dated a girl that was like forty five. So it was like totally different, but super cool girl. She lived like downtown, super nice place, and I was. It's like, man, I'm going to move in with this girl. Like, this is fucking it's a deal. Cool. Like, it was, <laughs> and, you know, I was 23. It was like, you know, save money on rent. And, like, she was cool. And it was going really well. And then one day it just sort of turned. And I almost, like, committed to fucking moving in. And, man, I either would have gotten stuck in that relationship mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. lost a lot of money on, like, bullshit. When money gets involved, like, yeah. Yeah. It, people get weird. I guess I'm maybe I'll be the odd duck out. I don't see the issue with like living together i don't i'm not i'm not following like what's the yeah like <laughs> i think if it's like, all over it yeah <laughs> like if, if it's a serious like situation right i'm not saying like yeah move in with somebody you just met like a month ago i really think they're the one you know like if it's a serious thing i just think i've seen like maybe people make it work and they amicably like move on but i've just seen so many people where they're like doing these weird calculations in their head like okay well my lease is up in three months so i'll break up with them in a month yeah. and a half so that uh, i can they have out. enough time to get them out i've oh. seen that happen I like see. yeah that's damn that's fucked up like, well yeah. what are you gonna do live with your ex-boyfriend in the same fucking bed like that's fucking weird. no i get that i get that i get that I'm not saying that I just I've never thought that like somebody's like doing calculations and they're like, all right, that's when my relationship should end. Well, didn't you live with your ex for a while? Like after you guys split up? Uh, No. OK. You mean like my ex-wife? Yeah. No. She. No. It, like as soon as, it was basically like as soon as we we, we knew gonna like split up she did not all things end up working out like that well and i think like yeah, yeah. you know i'm a children from a broken home so like i'm very realistic when it comes to relationships so i feel like i'm always expecting the worst so maybe like that's where that's coming from yeah. but living with someone is just a big commitment and i don't know i also really just enjoy my own space me too i get that yeah well i, w I guess i would just say I mean, I, I so get the whole like, you know, you you want you need your own space and you want your own space that I mean, I get that. That makes sense. I've I've lived alone for the last few years and it's it's definitely nice to have your own space. I mean, since since it came up like my ex-wife, one of the big one of the big things that like her and I didn't realize we didn't live together first. Like we went straight mm -hmm. from like I, we were in college living with our parents like separate of mm -hmm. each other. And then we got married and like moved in. And there were like so many like arguments that we got into about yeah. like the dumb shit that like we just do with yeah. not thinking about like what? Oh, like I'm super messy, like mm -hmm. dishes in the in the dish for like three days. Let it stack up to a point where it's like, all right, I could just speed wash all this in 20 <laughs> minutes. Like I'd let shit stack up. And my ex-wife was like, fuck, no, it needs to be put away every mm -hmm. night. So we bump heads on shit like that all the time. And. So yeah, I would just say like maybe you don't need to like live together, but like some way like know their annoying habits. See, I want to get the ring, move in together, be engaged for like a year, and then like. There you go. Okay. See, th that makes sense because you're like yeah. test driving the car yeah. before you buy it. You but know. But I just want because once you live together, it's like a fucking divorce. Like yeah, splitting assets because it's like okay, I get the couch that we bought together. Like I don't know, it's just fucking gross. I've done it before, and it was like never fucking again. Yeah. But do you think? No, like I'm not coming at you, but like, so, and you would reference like coming from a broken home. Like, 
some of this is like we just have trust issues because of bad shit that's happened. You know, it's like collateral damage. And so you bring that into new relationships. And like a lot of this stuff wasn't the case 50 years ago. People would get together and then they would argue about the dishes for 40 years, you know, like and they still made it work. But like I almost feel like we have too much information sometimes that you're like, OK, well, I know I don't want this to happen. So this is how I'm going to do this. And this and you're trying to like control your environment. It, but like you can't you know like if, if it's gonna work out it's gonna work out like the dishes aren't gonna be that's not why you guys split up no 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 like, no the i mean if, if you're gonna put, if i'm gonna put it in those terms like the reason that we split up like the dishes were like one piece of like a big ass puzzle you know yeah i mean but it was a bunch of little shit like that that the would farting in your sleep didn't help either dude i'm so <laughs> yes so so gross in my sleep farting and i Yes, I had a lot of weird sleep habits. <laughs> I mean, as far as like baggage into a new relationship or what have you, I'm just in the position that like I'm perfectly content being by my goddamn self. Like if I ended up alone, whatever, don't care. So mm -hmm. I'm not willing to like make huge compromises, to be honest. Yeah. And that's just who I am. And like, I'm not saying that the way I live is like the way everyone should live. Like I'm just yeah. saying statements for myself, but I do think that we do live in a society where young people are moving into with each other way too early. Like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people don't give themselves enough time to be by themselves before they enter a relationship and move in together. Like, I just feel like people need to get a little bit older, grow up, be on their own, figure out who the fuck they are. So they don't get any situations where they're dating someone for five years and then they're like, who the fuck am I without this person? Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Develop a sense of self first. Yeah. I get that. And the reason why they're moving in together isn't because they're like in love. It's because they have all these extra. It's convenient. Mm -hmm. There's financial incentives to do so. Like codependency. Yeah. Oh man. When codependent people live together, shit gets wild. Like that's like straight reality TV <laughs> type stuff. Well, it's crazy. Cause a lot of people are like, well, we're together all the time anyway. So it doesn't make sense for us to live separately. It's like, that seems problematic to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think you need to do some shit by yourself. I agree. Yeah. That that's sketchy. I know some people that are that way. And like you hang out with them. You're like, dude, do you ever like you guys go to the gym together? You go to Trader Joe's and they argue about everything. It's like, of course, because you're doing like the yeah. monotonous tasks together and like everybody does their own shit differently. Like mm -hmm. who cares attacked. how you make eggs? <laughs> like it really does it. Is it the end of the world? I agree. I get into some fights sometimes that I'm like, does this have to be a thing? Or can we just like breathe and like move on? You know, relationships are hard. <laughs> Yeah. But shifting gears a little bit into sex. Uh, so what's with anal? We need to know. Why uh, do you guys all want to have it? <laughs> Do all guys want to have it? Well, we'll start there. I feel like some people try a little harder than others. Mm -hmm. um, so what's the so what's the what's the deal with anal? That's the, yeah. Like, yeah. What's the hype? What's the hype? I mean, it's tight, right? Like <laughs> that's what you guys to all put, say. To put it in a word, <laughs> I feel like I was like an early adopter. I I don't know how old I was, like probably fifteen years ago, almost like back then in those days like it didn't seem like that many people were doing it <laughs> it was like taboo and i know a lot of dudes that like don't like it at all my brother told me about it <laughs> like he he was the one that got me into it which is a weird <laughs> thing to say uh he he mentioned it like at that time porn like really slanted towards that because it was like taboo and now it's more mainstream i think doing something that you feel is like different with the person and then but some, I mean, dude, it can go sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not all fucking good. Anal can definitely go sideways. 
But it's fun. I mean, if you're like with somebody that likes doing it and you like doing it, it's very and fun. And both people know how to do it. Yes. Safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody getting hurt or yeah. use, not enjoying it. Use lube. Do it. <laughs> be <laughs> use a lot. Everything of it. you do needs to be a quarter of the speed. Yeah. At least initially. Like it's yeah. I cannot imagine being a young girl like like, yeah, try this out. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just a fucking lightning rod through your spine. Like, it's and it's not like I'm dealing with equipment that's like, you know, what some of these guys are dealing with. Like, these, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. When you say, like, other guys, would you compare, are you comparing to, like, porn stars or, like, just, like, other men in general? I think seeing porn stars is unhealthy for a lot of guys, mainly because... Those dudes literally put needles inside their junk. They injection Viagra. Like I've taken Viagra before. It's cool. Like it. it like I cannot imagine what like injecting it into your penis would be yeah, like. Like I did it once for like a three way, and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Like I, I didn't tap out at all, and both parties like they fell asleep. Like next to me, I was just like, this is like, I think this might be the best night of my life. But then I had that in my system and it was just like, my heart is like, I could not sleep the whole night. I think I slept on the couch, but I'm happy with what I got. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want it to be any less. I, I like. That's a great ad for Viagra. Yeah. Like, like I'm not ashamed of what I have, but like, I, I do think it's like any confidence probably goes more than anything. Like knowing what you're doing. Doing, like well we've been talking about porn so porn's gotten kind of crazy i don't watch porn anymore because of like we'll talk well it's another episode but wait wait we didn't talk about pedro's dick at all oh, oh yeah i i don't think that's fair like i think he <laughs> needs to talk about his if i I'm love you dude i fucking love you <laughs> <laughs> just so i'm not insecure yeah yeah so what was the question about like comparing dick size and what was it do you compare it to so. other dudes in like your natural habitat or more in the wild of pornography? Uh, well, I think both happens. Like, yeah. Cause I know exactly like what I have. Right. And what right. I'm working with. And I, I know exactly. So like when I see something that's like bigger, say porn, I'm like, okay, that person, I didn't know the injection. So that makes me feel a lot better, but <laughs> the, uh, yeah, like you, you see the difference, right? It's the same thing. Like I played football in high school and like middle school and all that. You're always like getting naked in front of each other and shit. And some dudes have some fucking hangers. They are just like, mostly it's like, you know, it's who, it's who you'd think it'd be. Right. But then there's also like fucking redheaded Rodney. He's just swinging. He's just got a piece on him and you just know that. All right. There's dude, like a spectrum so surprising, here. Dude. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you, you know that there's like a spectrum, you know where you're at. Right. Even um, your like siblings can catch you off guard because like all of a sudden you or yeah cousin, yeah your cousins Dude, that's or the whatever. worst when it's a sibling right because your brother's like damn he, he got he got the good dick yeah. Fuck. like you're just mad about it just go up to your dad upset yeah so like I think every dude compares it's not like out loud but it's kind of like a little calculation in the back of your head you're like all right I, I see what's happening here I know where I'm at why is bigger better like when do you think you got that idea from Ooh. women. Yeah, women. Yeah. Just, uh, I think there are a lot of women that uh, feed that narrative and like make guys feel insecure about that. And I, I think it's a little fucked up not to like 
get on a high horse or whatever, but like I wouldn't ever go to a girl and be like, oh, like that girl's got small titties. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like you never would say that. No, like I well, first off, I don't give a shit about tits. Fair and enough. they can do something about it. Like, if I could buy a bigger dick, I don't think I would, but like it would be nice if I could, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. and yeah. I don't I, I it's a little weird to me that like some girls will like kind of poke fun at that or whatever. But if you were to say like you getting breast implants is covering up an insecurity, then it's hypocrisy or like I'm being an asshole or whatever. And like, you know, I agree with you, to be honest. I feel like, you know, we support all dick sizes on this podcast. So, you know, I agree. size <laughs> up, doesn't matter up and down to a certain level. though. Right? Yeah, there's a <laughs> well, there you have other appendages as well. I'll say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's ask you guys a couple Here, questions. The thing is, no, you can. You can be like a dud in sex where you don't move and your dick size doesn't matter. Like if you have a big dick but you don't move the entire time, like eh. But what about like let's go to the extremes for a second. Like, so like micro penises. Cuz I've heard some horror stories from girls where they're like, yeah, I just like this person was a great dude, like everything about him was good, but like I literally couldn't feel him. Mm. It going inside of me. I'll say this. I'm a very physical person. So like it has to be there for me for me to like get emotionally involved. And then on the flip side of that, I end up fucking continuing to date people because the sex is really good. I've never encountered. A, have I? I don't think I've encountered a micro penis. So I can't say from experience, but you got to work with something else. Then you got to yeah. get, you know, your yeah. fingers, your mouth involved. You know, you got to do something else because that's like, the right attitude. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I really think that it's like about the fun part aspect of sex that makes you like a more fun person to have sex with than size. Because if you're like a dynamic person with sex, you'll come out of that experience being like, wow, that was crazy. Like that was a good time. You just got to get creative. And I think that's the other thing is that like, I've had sex with people with big dicks, but I was like, okay, that was like kind of boring. Like, you know what I'm saying? So same thing with really like hot girls. Like sometimes you're like, oh fuck yeah. And then you go in there and like, you are a dead fish. Yeah. Like, I feel Starfish. like like I'm alone in here right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I know some women like would be like, fuck small dicks, like small dick energy, which I don't know if I like that. I feel like that is like body shaming men, which yeah. we don't talk about a lot of times. Wait, this isn't on here, but I have a question. So how did you know how to sex? Well, I, I fucked up early. So it was a lot of like fast learning, I think. Yeah, trial and error for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I had like bad early, like stuff I can't really go into on here, but like just bad experiences when I was younger. So that like really made it like a lot of like um, emotional loading going into the experience. And I, I wasn't ready to start doing it when I did either. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, I don't know. I'm kind of a pussy though. So it's. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's all good. I'm a little sensitive too. Yeah. I uh, started doing it when I was 15. So not super, not emotionally ready at all, Mm -hmm. but like bodily. Yeah. It was, it was all there. So yeah, I I was on one level ready, but yeah, emotionally not equipped to deal with it. Cause sex does some weird shit to your brain. So. Oh yeah. 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 I'm still dealing with it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I feel like for me, it was, I had just a weird life experience, but like, I definitely feel like now that I'm 26 and like, I look at, other like 14 year olds i like freak the fuck out sometimes Mm. because i'm like jesus christ i was already having sex like as a child as a child right and 
learning though like i feel like now though and I, it's so weird to me because when i was younger i used to date older guys and i thought i was really cool but now that i'm older i'm like bro i do not want to have sex with a 21 year old like ever fucking again like useless <laughs> like if that guy is older than you dating you he's a fucking loser right like yeah. he's the guy that can't get laid with girls his age or just chooses to prey on younger yeah. women mm-hmm. which is really creepy yeah and which i didn't it's so funny because I've always been dating like mid 30 year olds, but like now I'm age appropriate, you know, before it was like kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, what about like fetishization though? Like, I mean, all of us have fetishes and it's like sort of uh, instilled or like assumed that like you shouldn't pursue somebody because of that fetish. But like you just said, like you were into older dudes. And now it's age appropriate, but is that is that wrong that that was what you were into? Like it's you just sort of have to tailor the expectations, right? There's a difference between having a a preference and having a fetish. I think for me, the reason I dated older dudes was because I felt like they're more emotionally mature because of like people my age. Like when I was 21, like I did not date 21 year olds just because I always felt like they were like lacking in something. Cause I was just like, you're kind of a boy, like you're 21, you moved out of your parents' house. You don't know how to live on your own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I always dated older guys. So it's like, okay, finally this guy has his like shit together. But then the flip side of that is that they also think that they're like way better than you. And they have like a superiority complex and think that because you're 21, you don't know fucking think anything about the world. But yeah, preferences are different. Like I have a preference for like really muscular tall dudes but why is that you know would that be like a fetish then i don't think it's a fetish because what I... what's your fetish okay like i'm curious now let's pound this into the ground i f- i kind of fetishize white people if that's a thing really <laughs> i don't know if we're talking about fetish i don't really think i have a fetish i don't think i have a fetish but like i prefer when a guy is dominant because oh, yeah. as like a girl who likes could like to control aspects in her life. Sometimes when I have sex, I don't like to like be in control all the time. That's so okay, it's that's so me. interesting. That's like it's such a reoccurring thing, but for the like submissive type being super controlling and then like giving it up only in the sexual context, like it's it's like the opposite. Like I don't I'm actually like literally the exact same way. And I feel like for me it's just like Sometimes you just like to relax and not be in control. And I have a very hard time doing that in my life because I like controlling everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I like having control. Like, I'm a very type A person. Like, I think people would find my journals and be like, this bitch is fucking crazy, you know? <laughs> so then when I'm like, I'm in bed, I just like like being like, all right, cool. Like, I'm just going to sit back and like have a fun time. I'll be involved, but I don't want to be like, let's switch positions. No, just like flip me over and like fuck me from behind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take charge. That's Fuck it. Like. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that though. Like <laughs> I don't I don't like being submissive in bed at all. Like I and I'm cool with being submissive sometimes like day to day, but like in bed, like if I'm with a girl that's super dominant in bed, like I just it's like only one person can be dominant <laughs> in bed. Like when you get two people, I remember this one girl was like getting angry at me. She's like, let me do this too. And like I, like you can only both move that way, like if you're both going that way, then you kind of separate, you know, like it's, I don't know, uh, with, uh, my girlfriend and I, like sometimes I'm the dominant one. Sometimes she's the dominant one. We kind of like ebb and flow that way. So I don't know. I, I see, I, I like being dominant. That's my like preferred, 
method, right? But yeah, I mean, sometimes it's fun to switch it up. Yeah, let yeah. her let her let her take it for a drive. You know, like I kind of <laughs> dig it sometimes. We're we're switching gears. We're going into um, a way different topic. But do you go to the doctor regularly? <laughs> Cause I am like a lot of men in my life, just like avoid the doctor. And I want to know where that fear comes from or avoidance. Do I, so do I go to the doctor regularly? I mean, I get seen by a nurse practitioner. Like we do like every other month, but there with like big shit, I always put big shit off. Like I had ankle surgery in December that I should have had like eight years ago. So yeah, like I put big shit off because I, I mean, you said it fear. I don't know if it's fear or if it's like, I know it, I know it's going to be a lot of money. And at the time I definitely didn't mm -hmm. have insurance. Mm -hmm. So now with like my job, like I'm in a place where like, okay, it's not going to cripple me to get my ankle fixed, you know? So I don't know. I, I try to take care of myself, but like I get into periods where like I'm not doing good and I don't give a fuck and I'm not going to take care of myself until I like snap out of it, you know? I hate the doctor. Like, it, and it's not. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the doctor, like whatever. I just always end up like leaving and just like it, the process is so long and like, there's no like reward at the end of it. Like <laughs> you and want I, candy or a sticker. Why don't you get yourself <laughs> ice cream at the end? I, yeah, I, I guess I could. I just like, so six months ago I was in this room, like working from home and I ended up like passing out. I had, drank too much coffee and like got lightheaded mm -hmm. and I just took a header like oh, on no. this desk <laughs> and I came to, I was on a zoom call <laughs> and I came to and like my glasses were like oh, sideways no. in my face. And I was, I just, I like started waking up out of it. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with me? Like I, I didn't know. Fuck. And I, I didn't know if I was on mute or not. <laughs> so like if anybody was listening, they just heard like this big, <laughs> What the fuck? The fuck is wrong with me? And like, <laughs> but luckily I was on mute. Um, but I didn't know what happened. I, I mean, nobody else was here. I called my dad and I told him and he's like, dude, stroke runs in the family. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, I thought. You had a stroke. Yeah, I, I was like, I guess I might have had a stroke. He's like, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like. I don't want to go to the hospital. I hate going to the hospital. <laughs> so like I brought a book with me. I got Jimmy John's on the way because I knew it was going to be boring. And I, I check into the ER wearing like sunglasses and they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I think I had, my dad said I had a stroke maybe. And like they, they like, there's a big warning thing for strokes and uh code stroke or whatever, but it goes over the loudspeaker. All these people come up, they sit me down, they're like, so what's wrong with you? And there's four doctors around me. I'm holding a backpack like an idiot. And I got sunglasses on my head. And they're like, five minutes later, like, yeah, you didn't have a stroke. Like, you just need to drink Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't go to the doctor. It never, I never actually have what's wrong with me that I think could be. Yeah, I'm a full-blown, like, hypochondriac, so... It's, I honestly like thank God my parents had really good insurance growing up because when I was in the ninth grade, I was watching too much Grey's Anatomy and I was convinced I had a brain tumor, like <laughs> fully convinced. And my doctor was like, it's very 
unlikely that you have a brain tumor. I was like, I'm going to need an MRI or a CT. <laughs> like, I just need to confirm this because there's something in my soul that says I have a brain tumor. And they literally put me through all these fucking tests and they were literally like, you're fucking stupid. You don't have anything wrong with you. In retrospect, I think I had a really bad concussion because one time they dropped, I was a cheerleader and they dropped me from like six feet in the air and I hit my head. But I tried to play it off because like, you know, you I'm a champion. Cheering. There were some yeah. hot white guys on that team. You know, funny about that. They all tried to hook up with me when we went to go to college, but I was like, I was there and I was trying to get at it in high school, but I wasn't hot, as hot as I am now. So fuck you guys. You flexed on them. True. I uh, I agree with Ella. I have like a really anxious person, so I just like answers. So if I feel bad, I'll just go get it checked out. It's nothing amazing. Um, I didn't have insurance before though, and that became a little more difficult to navigate just because obviously like the healthcare system is really fucked up. But now I, I enjoy my answers. But I do think like women like the doctor more than men. Like my mom, at least like my mom, the level of things that she like wonders about or thinks about, like <laughs> she, like she just sits there and she's like, where can like, I, I, I 15 minutes later, I'll come back and she'll be like, do you think this could happen if this and this and this? And I'm just like, what are you like? Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> And I almost think she enjoys it to some yeah. regard. Yeah. It's just coming up with these hypotheticals all day. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. Um, I do that. I do that. Like, I just like overthinking and like analyzing things. That's just like a trait I have. All right. What do you guys is? Do you guys have toxic beliefs that you know are toxic, but you just like are either working through it or just say, fuck it. I'm going to ride this one out. Or this is true to a level. Yeah. I, I have a big problem with from a social standpoint, kind of where we are in like people can't seem to have different opinions about stuff and like there there's this sort of like extreme on the right and extreme on the left and there are a lot of people in the middle and i would say i'm one of those people and i like to hear both sides of things but it it's sort of like if you don't believe this you're wrong and if you don't believe that you're wrong and these two people hate each other whether it's like the woke uh groups if it's you know I don't even know all the groups. I'm going to fucking offend somebody just by saying this, but like, <laughs> no, you're I, I'm not a political person. And I feel like just because I'm like, I don't have these extreme beliefs. I don't fit in some places. And like, I like facts. Like I like information and like being able to make reasonable decisions and not base that off pure emotion. And I just feel like there's a lot of people doing that right now where they generate opinions. Like, they see a headline and it's like, this is the side I'm on. And like most of the time they're arguing about shit. They aren't even, they don't have any information on. They're just like, okay, we're going to go after this side. Cause that's where we're at today. And Or they're not critically thinking about things. I think sometimes like, I feel like everything for me, I feel like is a double edged sword because on one level I agree, but then on the other level I'm critically thinking and being like, mm, I don't know if I, if this, if people are achieving their goals with picking one side or the other, like what's the problem? How can we correct it? And just having an opinion on something sometimes doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't make it any better at all. It's easier that way because you just say what you think is wrong and do nothing about it. And that there's a lot of people doing that right now. Yeah. Like a shit ton of people. And like, you can't go up to somebody like that and be like, hey, maybe just shut the fuck up and do something. Mm. And then see, like, you probably won't have anything to say if you're the one that's actively trying to make change happen. Like, right. it's 
it's usually the loudest people in the room that are doing the least. And I don't think so. Because sometimes, like, I think it really depends. I know, like, from experience, like, I grew up undocumented and I obviously have beliefs about immigration because I lived through it, through like an awful experience in the US through the immigration system. And like, I would say that sometimes raising your voice is part of what like leads a movement, like without protesters and without people that like kind of go to a little bit of the extremes, making change would be like so fucking slow if you just like try to navigate like laws and legislation like that. So I think that you need to have a mix of people, people who are doing like work and people who are speaking out about issues and working together in that way. And also like not everything that's like a human right will make sense like in facts or logistics like the economy, but sometimes you have to think like, okay, if people are fucking dying, if people are suffering, like, is that, are people's, like, is the economy more important than actively making people's lives better, happiness, et cetera? So it has come to a lot of values that it's like, I mean, you say like you like facts and stuff like that, but have you ever considered like maybe the fact that you are a white man, you haven't lived through certain experiences that may alter like your views or be emotionally invested in those things because you just like didn't live through it or in that way, like you can't really relate to that. Sure. Yeah. And I, it's my opinion, like, yeah. which is goes back to this whole thing. So it's an opinion about opinions. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's a lot of people that like they use the word economy. They don't even know what that word means. Okay. And and like for me to pretend like I know what your experience was is ridiculous. Like I need to have a conversation and learn about what you did. And like, there's a lot of people that don't understand anything and they're just mm-hmm. screaming. And that to me is the problem. Like if, yeah. if I want to make change happen, like I need to talk to somebody like you understand your experience and see how I can be helpful to that. Uh, not just go on social media and be like, bah! like it's, it's, it's toxic. Yeah. It's negative, And like, we're all human beings. Like yeah. it's, it's the mob mentality is really dangerous to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with having change and like all the things you outlined was were actionable steps. I have a problem with people that are bitching and, and not trying to actively make the situation yeah. better for anyone. Like empty a- activism. Yes. No action behind it. It's yeah. not, I wouldn't even call it activism. It's just complaining to like just put blame on somebody else. Yeah. And there's, I think for me, is like performative where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, maybe not my experience specifically, but it's like some people will be all like, will tell you that they're activists and that they're allies, but then when it comes down to it, they haven't either. They've chosen not to educate themselves or they've chosen to get their information from, like, one type of person that is like them, so they can't even get, like, an opposing point of view or more information from another side. Like, I mean, it's crazy times. Like, no one's a perfect person, but mm-hmm. I see some things on TikTok because, I mean, I'm with the young people where I'm just like, this is so off base. Like, they're trying to do the right thing, but it doesn't. it's not like... You're missing some you're steps. You're missing some yeah. steps. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say, because I'm sure, you know, four minutes ago when I went on that diatribe, like people were like, oh, oh great. This is a fucking white guy talking about the economy. <laughs> like, I think all of this stuff is very complicated and there is a sh- like there's layers upon layers of context. And to distill it down into a yes, no binary thing yeah. is one of the worst things that you can do. And as a culture, we have 
start doing that. Yeah. Like all the time. And it's basically marketing and like what's clickbait and all this shit. And like, we do have a choice as to whether or not we do that type of stuff. Like, and I don't know, we didn't have these tools 15 years ago. Like, why are we all upset all the time? You know, like in some ways it's cool that people have a voice, but other ways it's like, not always, you know, like there's some fucked up stuff on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. fucked up stuff yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. I've seen some super racist stuff on there. And like, I mean, I saw this one dude, I don't even want to say it. Like it, it was just like, I couldn't believe something like that was on the internet and how many people liked it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's scary. It is <laughs> super like, fucking scary. I think, um, like thinking in general, like you, you've all kind of touched on it. We've all kind of touched on it. It's to this this or that right now mm-hmm. it's two it has to be you know what i mean it's one box or the other and i think we're all i mean i'm definitely guilty of it but i forget sometimes that two things are can be true at the same time right they feel like like when i see people argue about like the type of types of things you're talking about like you know you could say left or right right like left person arguing with the right person about whatever topic when like where i sit i i listen to those kind of conversations and i don't know i don't speak up because i don't know where to interject because i'm like well i kind of get what they're saying and i kind of get what what they're saying they're being dicks about it but i get what they're saying like (laughs) i'm like trying to find the common ground all the time but because you're not aligned with one or the other like you're in the wrong like they're like right pick a side it's like right well maybe the problem is a little bit more complicated than a yes no answer yeah it's like i can't give you one are you republican or are you democrat i'm like i don't know like i think they're both kind of jerks sometimes and like i kind of get some of this i get some of that but it's like I don't know. It's okay to be somewhere in the middle on stuff. Like it's. I feel like it's supposed to be, but there's not a lot of room for it anymore. That's very true. All right, you guys, we're doing our last section. These are questions from Thanks for Your Concern listeners. The listeners have asked us to ask Pedro and Adam, and what's oh, your Jesus. biggest pet peeve about dating expectations for men? I don't know if I really have a pet peeve about it. Like paying for a date. I mean, I think opening I'm opening a door. I think I'm kind of indoctrinated. <laughs> so like that just is like the norm to me. Yes. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have a pet peeve about like paying for the date. Most of the women I date actually end up like wanting to split it or like I get the first one, she gets the second one. I like that. That's, it always ends up working out like that. So that's big. The big argument I saw on Twitter the other day is that this girl went on a date with a couple date dates with a guy, but then just didn't end up working out. And he's like, hey, since uh, things didn't end up working out, I would like for you to Venmo me $35. That was like the value of the two dates that we went on. And she was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, so you're telling me if I had continued to dating you or we had had sex, like you wouldn't be asking me for this money. He's like, no, but since we're like, it didn't work out. I want the money back. I was like, that's kind of wild. Yeah, because you asked her out, right? She agreed upon the terms that you had served her. You can't call like take backsies. Yeah, what the fuck. Yeah, people get fucking weird about money, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they do. Like yeah. I would never go out to lunch with like a male friend, and like if for some reason our friendship went away, <laughs> like be like, hey man, know how I picked up Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> two times? Like yeah. you got extra wings. <laughs> And the blue cheese. So, like, <laughs> if you could Venmo me 20, that's just bonkers to me. Like, I think that's yeah. that dead weight loss. Like, you don't you yeah. don't get to come back to that. I always offer to split it. But if they say no, I'm not going to push it. Like, what would be like, no, please let me yeah. split it. Like, no, I'm just like, okay, thank you so much. I'll get the next one. You know? I say that. Thank you. It's on me next time. Or do you want to, like, go get ice cream and then I'll pay? Doing, like, 
I like when somebody offers to cover the tip. Like, I think that's if a girl, mm. if I go and pay for dinner and they're like, well, can I at least get the tip? Like, if they got 10 bucks cash or whatever, and like, and someone that tips well, like, mm-hmm. that, that shit bothers me when I go out with somebody and they're like, well, what's like 10%? And you're like, this is how these people like make that. Don't go out to dinner if you can't afford it. Like, take care of your servers and stuff. Like, that's how they live. Yeah. But, I'm a a 20% tipper, unless it's a bad experience. Then I ask for a manager. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) And a pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) One question. Why do men always come crawling back? This is a listener question. Trauma, I guess. I don't know. Like, at least in my case, like, mental health, like, shit that I'm working on. But it's either going to be, in my personal experience, like, sexually like it was really good or like you just really had a lot of fun with that person or you know a combination of the two to where like you just have good feelings associated with that person yes this question kicked me in the dick when i read it i was like oh (laughs) so so the question was like why do men always come crawling back does that mean like they dated for a while they split up and then come back like like you ghosted me blocked me for three years and then you unblocked me liked all my pictures and decided to message me why yeah (laughs) Yeah. guilty (laughs) guilty yeah Uh, very specific yeah (laughs) i think it just comes down to like missing that person me and my girlfriend that's kind of what that's what happened with with her and i like we dated for like a month and a half maybe two months a couple years ago and like i was getting out of a serious relationship and i was like not ready to like be within another serious one but could definitely feel like this is yeah this yes and then like you know i went and was like doing my thing i was going through my hoe phase (laughs) Uh, and uh like near the end of it i was feeling like really shitty and not good about myself um and i did this like writing program geared towards uh like figuring out what it is that you actually want in life and so like i wrote through it and part of it is like they have you write out like a a picture of what you feel like your ideal partner would be like given where you want to go and i wrote it and then i read it back and like in the back of my mind like i kept picturing my girlfriend that i'm Mm -hmm. with now and i was like man like that does sound like her and i kept having like reasons like "Ah, i don't you know you know she's got kids you know i'm not i'm a fucking dipshit like i'm not gonna be able to deal with that like i kept finding like reasons and then i was like you know what like let me call her let me see where everything's at her and i like reconnected and it was like you know kind of a rocky start (laughs) but like now where we are like we're really good and like i'm super happy and i'm glad to use the verbiage in the question i went crawling back because (laughs) straight up like i missed her you know there, I mean, when Adam was giving his answer, like I was picturing the same thing. Like I had all these fond memories about her, but it was like in my head where I was at in the time, I was telling myself like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But like my heart was like, yeah, dude, this is, this is a person you could be yourself with you dipshit. That's like all you really want in life. Yeah. So the chemistry and like just the hang is so much more important than like anything physical or sexual to me. Yes. Like, it's, yeah. Cause when you start going through some shit, that man like all that matters more than any straight up like like yeah i mean the hang the, the chemistry the like vibe like you said it like when you were talking about like apps like they reduce you to like pictures like be like somebody's presence that matters to me like because we're gonna be around each other right and we're not gonna always be like talking to each other but like if i'm around you and you're doing my thing and i'm doing my thing 
and it feels good, like it's comfortable. That's like, to me, that's somebody that I know I can spend a lot of time with and I can see a serious future going somewhere with, you know? That's a, like a good test too. Like how well can you be around your partner when you guys are not talking like yeah. in the same space? Yeah, straight up. Like if you're that comfortable with one another and like you're just like doing laundry and somebody's in the other room, like sometimes like some people, it just turns into conflict because they're like, not enough is happening right here. Right. Like we, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like me and like me and my girlfriend, um, she does like diamond art. She does like all this like painting. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm studying for a test I have to pass next month. So I'll just be there next to her for like, hours at a time and we're just like next to each other not talking just in our like zone and then like we both like kind of come out of it and we're like what's up and we like smoke <laughs> and then we you know hang out again it's it's fucking awesome it's fucking dope yeah i love that i honestly want to end on such like a high note which is yeah find someone that you can just chill with i yeah. think that's the really the test of longevity in a relationship is can you like actually like hang out or do like for me, like doing stuff that's like not necessarily like fun. Like of course dates, like you're always going to have fun if you go on like a crazy fun date, but like just yeah. the normal day to day life. If you enjoy doing that with somebody else, then that's probably a good person. Yeah. So ladies, if he's crawling back, he wants you. <laughs> hey, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, it uh I hope I didn't like say anything that like fucking upset anybody politically or whatever. I just like I I don't think I so. hope they were upset. We're all just human beings. Yeah, know? I just I'm usually the host of the podcast. So it's yeah. like, He's in control usually. Yeah. Yeah. He's feeling a little out <laughs> of his element. I am. Like I need to go fuck. You know? <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we're going to do the plug of the week is just going to be Adam and Pedro. So if you guys want to plug your stuff again really quickly, Adam, where can they find Fatim and Friends? Uh, it's on uh, anywhere you download podcasts. And then we're on Instagram at FNF pod. And we also have a cartoon called The Adventures of Beefcake and Butterball. That's on Instagram at Beefcake and Butterball. Yep. Uh, my Instagram is pprez52 and my podcast that I'm producing and putting together right now it's called the average savage it's also on instagram uh look out for it in the next couple of weeks and we'll have those on our instagram our mm. instagram are at thanks for your concern <laughs> the number four and my personal is at lol tutor mine is at berenice dsm thank you guys so much again for coming on and we're so excited that to have such a good conversation thanks for having us yeah thank you for having us all right till next time bye, bye, -bye.